0: To enrich life my name is Jordan I'm the lead pastor here a lot of us know each other already we do have some new people tonight and we're going to introduce uh, some people that are very special to this and what's going on at the university in Regina that have been helping with us behind the scenes and supporting us which is super cool uh, but first we have something so we have a couple leaders uh, that work with our student club so we have Olivia where's Olivia Oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we're we try to be very formal here, right? No, that's, that's super cool. So I'm just gonna log out of here. Um, so as we get started, I just wanna today it's very relaxed. It's our social Sunday. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our teaching and our discussion, and we're gonna open it up actually with group prayer and. I just wanna open up the floor to see if anyone wants to share a scripture that spoke to them this week or a testimony of what God has done in their life this week. But before we do that, uh, what I wanna do is, uh, we have Olivia Peterson's one of our leaders. She is our Red Frogs recruiter and recruiter for Enrich U of our club. There she is. And then Princess here is on our leadership as event coordinator uh, for the club. So they are, Princess, your graduate program, right? And Olivia's in her first year. So it's really cool at the U of R. And we actually have something for Princess today. So Princess, I'm, just, I'm not gonna make you come up here, but we have a gift for you. Um, and our board actually approved it last week. So Cindy, if you wanna present it with me, I don't know. Super informal. So, uh, so Princess, actually do you want to come up real quick, come up real quick. And I'm going to get someone, I'm going to get uh, Cindy here to take a picture, perfect. So uh, Princess has been doing most of her schoolwork at the computer lab and on her phone, right? And like boring computers and stuff like that. So we wanted to bless Princess with a Chromebook computer. So. You've served us well, and you've just, we've just been getting to know you the last year, right? And you joined our leadership at the school. You started, you came June, July last year, right? And she started meeting with us in the park outside during the summertime and came out and served with us. And so we really appreciate you. We love you. And there you go. Let's get a picture. Cardboard oh. <laughs> box. Yeah, you can open it to make sure it's legit, so... <laughs> And I blame, I will blame Walmart if it's not legit, so. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> blame myself, not Walmart. Thank you, Cindy. Perfect. Awesome. So I'm just going to open the floor. Does anyone want to share anything that God has done in your life this week? A scripture you want to read out loud for us tonight uh, as we open up? And... Uh, as we just wait for a few seconds if anyone wants to step up and do that that is now is the time Mm-hmm. when we look at them and we truly don't hey god like i can't handle this thing you know i'm not doing well with this help mm-hmm. right and and then you know when that happens it's amazing you're like wow like god I actually did that yeah awesome thing. is there a specific so, moment recently that that has happened with you or perfect. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? That's awesome. Anyone else before we get started in the scriptures? As we're waiting, you can open up to John chapter 7. I don't have printouts this week. The printer failed me today. So on our website, if you go to www.enrichregina.com and you can just click on blog at the top right here on your mobile device or on your iPad or computer, whatever you brought, if you brought anything. And then the most current, there you go, princess, a few can gather around princess's Chromebook, right? Uh, just so you know, our values are very important to us, and we discuss our values as we do our services. So tonight's gonna, we're going to do a lot of relationship and relationship building tonight, which is one of our values. Uh, another one of our values is the gospel and sharing. So we actually just heard about the good news that Jesus has brought to two lives in this room tonight through sharing. So tonight during the, the, the teaching... Uh, we're going to have times of discussion where you're going to discuss around the, with the people around you. Uh, and you're just going to learn the scriptures together and we're going to walk through them together. That's our point. So I really encourage you to bring your physical Bibles if you can and then you have your device to look things up, to ask questions. Uh, we want to make sure we're asking lots of questions because in your faith, you should be asking questions. You should be challenging God sometimes. You should be wrestling with God sometimes. Uh, you should be basking in his joy and his glory that he gives you, you should be basking in your suffering as well with him. And this space here at Enrich Life is a safe place to give us your concerns, to give us your suggestions, to ask for prayer, to ask for help. Uh, And what's really cool is we do lots of things. We give out grocery hampers, we have quite a few. We're gonna be giving over the next month to students. We also do uh, the Community Fridge on campus once a month. We are in talks with other churches to be able to do that more than once a month as well and other organizations, which is really cool. But we like to serve others because we really believe in serving here, and that's one of our values is serving. And we also want to serve you as our community. So if you ever need help, if you ever need groceries, if you ever need anything, you know we love you. I love you, and we want to help you, okay? And we do have resources to help you, so please let us know. Uh, We want to encourage you to serve others. That's why we do it, but we also want to serve you as well. And church is not about just doing, 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 right? It's not about just, like, serving all the time until you can't walk (laughs) or you're so tired. Uh, Sometimes it (laughs) will feel like that, but... You know, my job as your pastor is to shepherd you, is to serve you, is to bring you to Christ. And your job as a Christian leader in your communities and in this community is to do the same for your peers. So we really want to encourage that. Okay, so in our discussion questions, on our notes, uh, we're going to really quick read John 7, 1 to 10. And then we're going to talk about the ending of this towards verse 32 after But let us read together as we dive into God's word. Um, Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all these wonderful people. Pray that as we just quickly do a quick teaching tonight, that we will get lots out of it, that we will have lots of good discussion around it. And then as we end tonight with playing board games and hanging out, that we just have lots of fun with each other and getting to know each other, building those relationships. And uh, we just thank you so much for your word and thank you that you have given us eternal life by dying on the cross and raising again in three days and defeating death so that we don't have to die and perish for eternity. Thank you so much for that gift. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. John chapter 7, verse 1. After these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee, for he was unwilling to walk in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of Booths, was near. Therefore his brother said to him, Leave here and go into Judea, so that your disciples also may see your works, which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers were believing in him. So Jesus answered and said to them, My time is not yet here, but your time is always opportune. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it, that its deeds are evil. Go up to the feast yourselves. I do not go up to this feast because my time has not yet fully come. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, Then he himself also went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. So the Jews were seeking him at the feast and were saying, where is he? There was much grumbling among the crowds concerning him. Some were saying he is a good man. Others were saying, no, on the contrary, he leads the people astray. Yet no one was speaking openly of him for fear of the Jews. But when it was now the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. The Jews then were astonished, saying, How has this man become learned, having never been educated? So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak for myself. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him He is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you carries out the law? Why do you seek to kill me? And that's where we're going to stop. So, what I want us to do, Cindy, I'm going to get you to go over here with these guys, and Brendan and Kirsten, kind of go over here with these guys, and Jeff, and then I'm going to, you guys will be a group, okay, with Kevin and Michelle, there. So the first question is very hard. What's happening here? That's the question. What's going on? Uh, Let's sit here. Let's hear out loud what you were pulling out from that question. What's that? (laughs) Nice and loud. So you guys kind of were honing in on the my time thing, right? So that leads into what was said over here. I'm not, I don't want to put Ian here on the spot. Ian, who said this, do you want to say it about intentionality? Um, yeah, I can yeah. So I was just talking about how, um, like, it reflects on being intentional and how important being intentional is. Um, it, part of the. not just doing things for the sake of doing them, but for doing them for um, a purpose, I guess. So, not dying for us just for the sake of dying for us, but the intention is because he loves us and and to be saved by grace. Yes. Um, And, yeah. uh, Yeah, and then timing, too. Like, timing is very important. Um, Even when you see, like, and Jesus was born, and why he was born this way, I and mean, then when you look at like his whole um, the whole genealogy, why did he have to wait up until a certain amount of time for him to be born, and a whole bunch of and then it's almost family. like God has a plan. Yeah, yeah. and then princess <laughs> asks princess, well, like why God hasn't come yet, and then because in the scripture it talks about how the whole world. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah, I love that. When's the last time you felt anxious? I just want you to think about that, okay? The last time you felt worried, the last time you felt anxious, the last time you didn't know what tomorrow was gonna bring, or even what happened yesterday, like what happened yesterday? (laughs) And that makes you anxious? Uh, I loved what you said, Ianu. Love it. Because Jesus does everything intentionally in his ministry. Not necessarily always for a reason per se. I think he does have reasons behind everything he does. But every move he makes is very important. And that's why they're recorded in the Holy Word of God. As we said before, God has revealed himself to us in four ways. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. And I really want you to remember that. Because there's so many walks in our current faith, so many flavors of church, so many things to be a part of, and it's so important to be holistic in your faith. It's not just about chasing the experience of getting a spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit. It's not just about diving into the Word and becoming intellectual with the Word. That's very important. (laughs) I think we need more of that in this current world, in North America, in my opinion. But it's not just about that. And that also brings us to interact directly with the Father, because we learn a lot about the Father here. Right? We learn a lot about Jesus here. But there is a Father, and he created the world in the book of Genesis with Jesus there and the Holy Spirit, the Ruah, the Hebrew word, in Genesis 1. So the o- whole Bible is important. The Old Testament's important, too. Right? It's not just about Jesus. Just like we believe in the Trinity, in God being a social God, Revealing himself to us in three different ways. It's very important to be reminded that when we hone in on one part of that of our faith there, if all of our faith is based on experiences, or if it's all based on public showings of service and helping people, right? Or if it's all on just reading your Bible. It just might falter sometimes like if it's not holistic jesus was holistic he went away and prayed i was just telling olivia today paul was converted and then we don't know where he went (laughs) he went away for like three years some people say four some people say six but he went away and he trained we believe and then he started his ministry so Paul retreated, and he learned, and he spent time with God. Just like Jesus go before the wilderness, he's spending time with God, gets called out into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And, and he knows his law, and he refutes temptation by quoting Deuteronomy. So what I'm trying to get at here, and I love intentionality, I like that you pointed out my time, right? Because that is the point of this scripture, and that's what we're going to land on tonight, is the idea... That God's timing is above ours. God has specific timing in the things that he does. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Pastor Kevin's been in ministry a long time. Sometimes you know what it is, maybe. Sometimes, most of the time you don't. Most of the time. <laughs> right? Cindy's been in ministry a while. Do you know what God's timing is? All the time? Only in the mind. Only in, hey, I like that answer. Only in hindsight, after it's happened, right? And I just want to share a bit of my heart with you today because this scripture, Jesus gets questioned by his brothers. They say, why don't you do things more publicly? His answer to that is to say, you go to the feast, I'm not going to the feast. And then he goes in secret to the feast. And Jesus is getting chased by people that want to kill him now. That's the context. We just read it tonight. It says, after after these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee for he was unwilling to walk in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Was Jesus afraid? No. My time has not yet come to die on the cross. My time has not yet come. Justin made a good point. I think it was just, or Princess made a good point, and Justin elaborated on it, um, giving a good answer. Like, Princess, I love your question. Like, why didn't God just do, you know, why didn't he just do it? Like, why is he waiting, right? Why, you know, why hasn't Jesus come back as he promised to bring, you know, to, to come and cast victory for his believers and to judge those that don't believe in him? And Jesus was a simple guy. He lived a simple life. And he cared deeply about those who followed him. Can I remind you tonight that Jesus died because he loves his creation? Intentionality. If I'm not intentional with my wife, <laughs> to say, hey, maybe we should go on a date before we have our baby in like two weeks, or maybe we should hang out. And we might not hang out, and then we might not, then we might get sour down the road over something little, and we haven't spent that time together, and I haven't been intentional as a husband. Like, if you love someone, you will step out of your regular life to be intentional, to make sure they're okay, and to actually communicate with them, and tell them that you love them, show them that you love them. That's what Jesus is doing here. And he's doing it in secret. Not to boast. I mean, he has all the right to boast in himself. (laughs) And he will. But guess what? His boasting in himself is dying on the cross. And then resurrecting. And when he resurrects, does he resurrect? How does he resurrect? Does anyone know that question? Does he resurrect in front of a thousand people and everyone's playing music and there's lights right? That's how he does it, right? Is that how he resurrects? Now, he resurrects? And then everyone's like, hoorah, Jesus is here. We believe in him now. Judaism is gone because now we're all Messianic Jews, right? Now, they're behind, behind, behind rock. By what? By well, Coming out of the rock. But even some of his disciples in Matthew, he had to show them the scars because they're like, is this Jesus? Is this actually happening? And in Matthew chapter, I think it's chapter 6, he talks about doing charity in secret. And what he's talking about there is that intentionality of your heart. So, we'll, say, we'll do this one out loud because we're running out of time. I loved the discussion, by the way, that we were having. So we had Jess pulling from Ecclesiastes and quoting Footloose over here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for your grace, right? (laughs) (laughs) Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. For killing, for joy, for grief, for sorrow, for tilling, for harvesting, for suffering. You know what's amazing is that we, as humans, have created that suffering by being sinful by nature. All of us in this room are going to die one day. And we all deserve to go to hell. But Jesus loves us so much that he is willing to not boast even in himself, but to boast in the idea of dying on our behalf so that you and I can boast in his name and bring others to salvation by bringing them to the Savior. That's amazing. And it's such a simple message. And it's not by works that we are saved, right, Ianu? It's by faith alone. God has given us that grace, that perfect gift. All we have to do is turn from our sinful way, turn to Christ every day. What does that look like for you? That's our last point. That's our last question I want to make. And I know we ask that often. But at enrich life, as we build this community, And we're going to put some more resources on our website this week. We actually want to help you interact with your Bible during the week. That's our goal here. So, I want to ask, does anyone have any questions about this tonight? Does anyone agree or disagree? Princess, I loved your question, right? Does anyone else have any other questions? You can think about it for a few seconds. Yeah. It's a whole sentence that we're going to hell. It's a whole thing. It's <laughs> like it was guaranteed like, from Adam and Eve, right? Like, but Jesus. But you know what's amazing, Jess? Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Do you have faith in Christ and Christ alone? Yeah. You're going to heaven. Yeah. Boom. That, Done. That's the most important. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Amazing. We didn't have to do that. No. Happen. But he why? He you so much because he loves us so much. He spends so much time on us. And if you believe in the sovereignty of God, which I, we do here, that was his plan all along. His plan, he knew, creating us, that we were going to disobey him and choose sin, but he believes in us. That's why I love like Ecclesiastes and Job. Everyone says those books are depressing. Just think, G- God believed in Job so much that he let Satan throw everything at him. That's how much he believed in Job, that Job would stand with him. He didn't do the things to Job. I mean, technically he did, indirectly. But he believed in Job so much, that's, he let Satan come at him. Right? And we always focus on the blessing part of that story. But Job was with God, and God was with Job, even in his complaining, and his questioning, and his friends coming at him, saying, you're sinful, you're sinful, and telling him lies. God never abandoned him. Because he has those interactions with Job throughout Job, right? I love that. Like, that's how much God believes in you. He said he died for you. We don't, in the Old Testament, we, they had to go to the prophets to talk to God, right? Jesus paved the way for us to do that with God ourselves. And we don't have to wash our hands or wash our feet or have everything in order. He will convict us when we don't. Be like, Yanu, come on. Get out of your feelings, right? <laughs> or like, Jordan, stop doing that, right? Or, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do, right? The Holy Spirit convicts us and he judges us because he loves us. He wants us to be better. And even when we're not better, he has grace to say, well, I haven't kicked you to the curb. <laughs> and you know what makes my heart heavy is that people choose to abandon that gift. Christians that call themselves Christians. Two, not just lost that we th- have in our mind, right? And the G. Yes. Yes. It's more heartbreaking, seen it. And tonight I want to reiterate to you our mission here is Matthew 28. That's it, vision and mission. Go out and make disciples of all nations, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Did you know that you are an ambassador for the gospel? That we're, ta- we're just, for the last, I mean, we could play games, but for the last 20 minutes, we've been talking about the gospel. We've been getting amazing analogies about it. We've been sharing experiences of how we deal with suffering and deal with whatever we're going through, grief, not knowing what our job's going to look like. I went through that last summer and I acted like a madman to certain people. Some of them are in this room and they have grace for me, right? It's going to be okay. Even when you think it's not. And guess what? If you die, it's still okay. Because you go to, exactly! Because you go to heaven if you believe in Jesus and have faith in him. It's not about saying a prayer. It's about having faith in him and that but that's like that is why we started this thing and even unpacking the bible i mean i could go for days unpacking the bible with y'all i love it but we're creating new resources launching them on this thursday that you can access on our website really short tutorials on What's the differences between reading into scripture versus what you're pulling out of it? Like basic Bible college stuff that you can apply to your daily reading and have like almost a coach alongside of you to help you and remind you to read your Bible. Because we want to equip you and you're already equipped if you believe in him. You know what the best way to share the gospel is? And I've said this to a couple of you that work with me. I firmly believe this. The number one way to share the gospel is to build a relationship. Imagine if Jesus like, was on the cross. He's like, okay, you need to wash your feet before you come to the cross, okay? So he's like, on the cross, he's excreting from his orifices, he's all bloody, he's whipped, you can see his bone, but then he like, wants you, <laughs> to make sure your feet are washed a couple of times before coming to him, right? Or imagine, and like, we think that's Pharisee, like the Pharisees were doing that, Sadducees, Sadducees were doing that. There are some evangelical teachings that teach us that in some ways when it comes to certain prosperities we deserve, when it comes to running the spiritual treadmill of like, oh, you didn't read your Bible today? or you didn't, you know, Like, I want you to read your Bible every day. That's my goal <laughs> with you. But I'm, I can't force you to do that. And if, even if I forced you all to do that, like some sort of dictatorship, that's actually not achieving what Jesus is achieving here. Because it's not going after your heart. And I'm here today because God has changed my heart. Right? Changed my heart when I was 17 years old. We had an altar call with a bunch of kids, ages six to eleven. All of our band was sick. Everyone people were throwing up blood. They're in the hospital. My dad said we have to fast and pray. He was fasting and praying all weekend because he thought this the spirit was gonna do something that Monday night. We thought he was crazy. Like I honestly was rolled my eyes when he said that. That's how my attitude was when I was seventeen. And then he made us fast that lunch. He's like, seriously, guys, like there's going to be a spiritual war tonight. We're like, okay. Then everyone started getting sick, throwing up blood. We couldn't do worship. We couldn't do games. And I'm not exaggerating. Some, some of our team and some of the camp were driving in our leaders to the hospital in Terrace, BC. So all we did was like three acoustic songs. And I can barely sing, as you know that. And then we did teaching. And my mom was like, Jordan, you have to go out and get diapers for Chad and the trailer was right behind the chapel and there was a forest. It was really thin. It was getting night out. Like it's getting dark out. Like kind of like that creepy foggy after dusk kind of thing. Right. And the trees were kind of thin. Like it looked like Blair Witch Project. Right. It looked like (laughs) kind of creepy. I stand outside the chapel. I land on the cement and I see four beings standing in the forest. Black. No faces, just black silhouettes. Kind of like the alien from Signs on the Rooftop, have you seen that? All standing there. And I was gripped with fear. I started getting like armpit stains. I was like automatically sweating. And then, kind of like when you stub your toe and hopefully you don't swear or anything, right? You stub your toe and you say something or you get hurt, you say something, I just said Jesus and they were gone. And I'll never forget that moment. And it was almost like burn spots. Like you look at the sun and you see a burn spot, four burn spots outside in the forest. And then I was like, I'm not going near that forest. Sorry, Chad, (laughs) not getting diapers. I went back into the chapel, all the kids, except for maybe 10, a row at the back or at the front at the altar, just worshiping. It was quiet. I was telling Olivia today, I was telling her about this, the spirit felt like you were swimming in between the kids. There was kids speaking over our leaders with stuff going on in their homes. I'll never forget. Six-year-old kid praying over sexual assault over one of our leaders happening in his house between his parents. And the leader just fell on his knees and started crying. And God was showing that child what to pray for. Crazy stuff. That night, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues. Other people were doing other gifts. And it went till 4.30 in the morning. We had an hour and a half sleep. We're all up for breakfast. I'm not kidding. Thank you, Jesus, right? But the last kids, we kicked them out about 4.30 in the morning. We're like, should we end this? Should we? But we just walked around and prayed and read scripture. That night, I knew God was real. But after that moment, I went to school, and I almost failed high school. I failed Bible college the first time. I was a failure. I was a mess. I had this amazing experience, but I wasn't willing to do the work. Remember what I said? Holistic relationship. And now, we planted a church... Hopefully this summer and this fall, we're doing this on campus and off, you know, this and that, bringing more students in, sharing with them the gospel through our relationship with them and loving them and serving them and also knowing our confidence in scripture. So that's what I want to end on. I wasn't going to share that, but just hearing the discussion I just really think in this community, and right now, the people in this room, um, God wants you, okay? He does. And you can go to church every Sunday, and you can just still not know him. Lots of people do that, right? And I just want you to know that even when you're not confident in yourself, I mean, Jesus is standing up to his half-brothers here. (laughs) Is he pretty confident here? Do you know why he's confident? And who is he? Who is he, Dallas? God? 100% God, 100% man? Right? Friends, you can have your confidence in him. Because it's okay to not be confident. It's okay to not know all the answers. You don't know all the answers. I don't. Okay? That's why you need to spend time reading the scriptures, asking those questions, unraveling the layers in your life, right, and getting down to the core of what really matters. And what really matters is our relationship with Jesus. That's it. That's it. And I know there's lots of stuff we love in this life. Trust me, I'm about to have a second kid. Jesus is more important than my kids. And if I'm not with them, I will fail my kids. When I'm with them, I'll fail them at times. (laughs) But Jesus never fails. Would anyone like to pray tonight?